the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. Things upset you. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Conversation anyway. Built-in power thing to kind of help boost power or something. I don't know, but it's fixed. Awesome. Um, I I think I fixed my internet dropping in and out. So we got our technical technical difficulties fixed. Mine was probably easier than yours. I decided to stop relying on the Wi-Fi. And just plug my laptop directly into the router. So that's a very smart. Plus, you get first pick of the internet, so everyone else suffers. Yeah, that was like. It, so what's funny is the the router is literally right next to my laptop. <laughs> so it's not like I had to run a cable or anything. Um, but it's been it's been dropping a lot, and uh, I don't really use it that much except for like streaming things and i never use my laptop except to record uh because i use my work laptop for work so yeah it's like what why do i keep having this problem how can i fix this and i was like oh i should just do what i do with my work laptop and plug it directly into the router (laughs) i'm an idiot or are you a genius because you fixed it i mean ways to look at it (laughs) we recorded for several weeks with my internet like with well i know it dropped a few times because once it we had to like re restart or whatever and then yeah uh, it would always tell me like your signal's low and then it would be okay and then be like your signal's low i was like i gotta figure out a way to fix this yeah no should have just done that from the beginning there's a chance i get pulled away from this just because of some other things um but if I do, I'll be able to come back. Just okay. You know, just a warning. Um, I'll text you what those other th- things are, but I'm not saying it um, because I don't want to. I don't want to know the record. <laughs> well, it can't be that uh, she's pregnant again already. <laughs> oh yeah, no. <laughs> Technically, never mind. <laughs> I, I understand. Just sent you one sentence te- should explain it all. <laughs> understand the technicality of it but <clears throat> yeah no uh, <sighs> i so did you watch episode three? Oh, sorry go ahead i was gonna i was gonna tell you that i often feel like uh scar from the lion king like when especially in situations involving other people because you know the hyenas and he's like i'm surrounded by idiots so <laughs> yes yeah, huh? yeah that's today that is today <laughs> for sure um so did you finish hawkeye are you caught up i mean not finished because it's not done but are you caught up yeah yeah so let's just throw out the spoiler alert because i don't know who's watching when but we're going to talk about the first three episodes of hawkeye some um 
So I have a, something stuck in my throat. Hold on. <clears throat> so hopefully that's better. Um, gotta, it's, they, they've got to bring in the kingpin, man. Oh, it's 100% uncle. I, I don't have any doubt in my mind that uncle who touches her shoulder, that that's kingpin. There's just no way. With last night, Feige saying, you know, which we kind of already knew, but with Feige saying that Charlie Cox is Charlie back Cox is, is, will be Daredevil. Wherever Daredevil shows up, that's Charlie Cox. So Here's the yeah. thing about how you tell me information, by the way, is that you send me stuff that you found from some source, and I go and I'm like, where is it? I'm looking on Slash Film, nothing. I'm looking on Collider, nothing. I'm like, where has he seen this? <laughs> and I always have to go to Twitter and search, and somebody posts it, and I'm like, oh, there's the Cinema Blend, which was this one. Um, yeah. But I hate that because every time you send it, you know the knack to immediately need to verify because people tell you dumb stuff all the time. And I know you're not <laughs> one of those people, Logan, but you know I need to verify because you know that feeling. So yeah. you need to start sending me links. Okay. That would make me feel bad. I also had to search Dark Horse. I'm like, why am I searching Dark Horse? What is he talking about? And like, you need to send me links so I have context. I don't. I will read them. You just send me those links. Yeah. Apparently, Dark Horse is looking for a buyer. So, that's pretty smart. Sign a huge deal and then be like, hey, let's uh, get out of this. (laughs) I mean, sinking ship. So, (laughs) imagine the two biggest comic book companies are owned by giant movie studios. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I feel bad, though. Like, Dark Horse has been so good for so long. Well, not good. Obviously, they're not turning a profit, but or not much of one. But they put out such good stuff, and it would be a shame to lose a publisher like that. And who knows, they may find a buyer that's just another person, like another yeah. entity out there, not necessarily Disney or Warner Brothers. But mm. It'll be Universal. <laughs> most of that stuff is R-rated, so, oh yeah, you know, Universal wants to do their whole monster line, there you go. Yep. Um, I, I mean, that's not a bad idea. Uh, um, oh, now you anyway. corporate overlords, so how quickly you change. I mean, if we could get some good... Movies adapted from Dark Horse properties. Um, I mean, we got those two Hellboy movies. And I guess the Grendel series that they're supposedly working on might be okay. So, Did you just forget the other Hellboy movie that like nobody saw? Well, that, that, I'm assuming it was not any good. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I, just, yeah. I was okay. I was okay without. Yeah, that, that's why I said good movies. <laughs> I did, yeah, I didn't catch that. Um, uh, back to Hawkeye. Back to Hawkeye. I have a bold statement. You ready for it? Yes. I think this is my favorite Marvel show so far. I don't think that's a bold statement. <laughs> well, I really liked WandaVision like a ton, and I really, really love Loki. But this one, I just... Well, it is it also because it's Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, which has never been the thrilling thing. I think it's a surprising thing. Like, I really love this show. I, mean, I even like, I mean, like, and he's equally a part of my appreciation for the show. Like, it's not in spite of him. It, it's finally, <laughs> I feel like th- there was this, like, uh, like, uh, hook that they kept dangling in front of him. Like, no, nah, no, nah, man, like, we're, we promise you, you're gonna be fleshed out. Like, you're gonna have a real character. And then he got a little bit of that in 
Age of Ultron with the family stuff and a little bit more um, in the, the Infinity movies. But we never, like, he never got his due. He was always just like, why the hell is this guy on the team? Um, and then, you know, he gets his show and finally we get to see why Hawkeye is one of the Avengers. <laughs> so it's interesting. Our, um, our mutual uh, respected podcaster, who's not our friend at all, but we like her a lot, Joanna Robinson. Um, she, you know, is huge behind the scenes in this world. And she's writing a book about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and kind of its inner workings. And like, she's very, very, very informed. And she's got this podcast on the Ringerverse with, um, I'm still getting used to all their names, um, with who she's like working with. It's Mallory, and I can't remember her last name, Mallory Rubin. Um, and they're going over the show and uh, we're like recapping every episode in depth. Like the first two episodes, they did a two and a half hour long podcast. Um, and Joanna's kind of in the know and won't cite all of her sources all the time, which would typically be questionable, but it's Joanna Robinson. So you kind of know, she knows what she's talking about. Um, and, um, the allusion to the fact that Marvel was like, we have a Hawkeye problem and we have to work very, 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 very hard in this show to fix it is like it, how aware they are and how hard they apparently worked. How many, like apparently many, 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 many drafts to get Kate Bishop right in conjunction with Hawkeye. So she both is good and solid as a character, but also works well with, him and also then many 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 drafts just on clint trying to get him to be a likable avenger because he's kind of the non-entity <laughs> avenger of all these movies um and then on the behind the scenes stuff as well they talk about how uh not in this podcast and other podcasts that she's done she talks about how um renner put some like ultimatums down not necessarily in terms of um uh, character growth, but ease of shooting the movies and ease of shooting the things like on his personal life um, that he basically said, I'll just go away or you can make this easier for me and my family, basically. Let's simplify it down that, that way. And then you get a Hawkeye show, which can shoot mostly in Atlanta and doesn't have to travel the world. Um, and the press isn't the same. Um, and this kind of comes out of that a little bit. So it's interesting. So I hear you. And <laughs> you're right. Jeremy Renner is Hawkeye. <laughs> but I think, in, yeah, I truly in the end, I'm like, I don't know that he necessarily even cares about the development so much as like um, th all this other stuff. And Marvel's yeah. kind of like, oh, we got to do this right. And, and the thing that was interesting that I did not know uh, at all, I had no clue about whatsoever, because Renner's got like an interesting like, Hollywood gossip sheet so you can kind of put some of this together um, but I didn't know Renner apparently like talked about how he wanted this to be like this really dark like the loss of Natalie and he's not deserving of it because of all the stuff he did as Ronan and then Marvel went and hired like all comedy writers to make the show 
<laughs> and because they knew what what they needed for the character uh, and what the audience needed, because like we needed to connect with him and not have another like brooding Batman. Um, and I think that's really funny that he's so, so serious. And then they're just like, let's hire all of Dan Harmon's people to write this show. Um, <laughs> and I kind of love that, especially for Renner, like for the Renner narrative that he's very serious and oh, and they're like, mm, no, we need to we need to laugh a little. <laughs> And they're right. And and the end result is they they are totally right. And he was wrong. And and just for not taking total credit, you should listen to the Ringerverse and the analyzing Hawkeye episodes uh, for all the stuff they say. Cause they say a lot more and and cite some sources. Um, but uh, it's pretty fascinating what he expected and what they got. And I think they were like once again very very correct with what to do. But he is still playing it like serious like he's not really that lighthearted in the show at all but they're not giving him room to like cry right <laughs> you know like his lines and the stuff he has to do he can only do it so serious without being bad and he's not a bad actor he never has been a bad actor um and so they're making him have lines that just won't lean into that so he can be kind of this somber guy but it, instead it kind of comes off as like he really wants to be home with his kids for movie night. Like yep. and that, that makes sense. And that works. And it's not, I really wish I hadn't killed a thousand people or whatever. Uh, who knows how many, but um, it's very interesting. The whole dynamic of behind the scenes and what's on camera. I enjoy it. So I, I was not putting together that we did say spoilers. So I was not putting together yes. that it was Ronan that killed uh, Maya's, uh, uh, uncle, guardian, what, what was it? Was I, it her I, dad? I think it wasn't was her, her dad. dad. If it wasn't her dad, it was her guardian. I don't think, because right. uncle is the boss of the dad, right. which right. could have planted that idea. But I think dad or guardian. Did you see what the name of the shop that he worked at was called? Uh, was, uh, I did, like, and now I can't remember. Fat, fat man. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Something. That was, the, that Body and... Shop. That like and that. the uncle thing, like the scene with the suit and like the arm uh, and not showing him. I'm like, that's Kingpin. <laughs> that's totally Kingpin. So, yeah, hopefully, I, I mean, they have to use Vincent D'Onofrio, right? So, I mean, so the other part of this is, is to, and I haven't done it yet, but like Google recent interviews with him and he may be have been like spoiling this for some time and we may have just missed it. So I think he's coming. I think he knows he's like, obviously he would know. And I think he's been telling people potentially. Um, okay. So I know I'm, he's I'm, spoken about like, yes, I want to keep playing the Kingpin kind of along those lines. Um, but apparently I, there's been some winky winky kind of stuff in these, some of these interviews that has not, that I just didn't pay attention to because I haven't paid attention to any of it, but I have no doubt it's if they have Charlie Cox, they have Vincent D'Onofrio. Those are the two people of that whole show right that people would care about the rest of the cast were very good but those two were like the people yeah i mean i, I do think uh i forget the actor's name but the guy that played foggy is i mean he might as well have like stepped off the page like he's foggy yeah. I, I don't i agree I but think, you don't remember his name and that's the key to this yeah and and, and, and that's the key to the care i thought karen was very good different than the book to a degree but i thought she was very good right I, but not enough that I care. It, it, yes. I might care if they recast the part, especially if they cast it badly. 
Yes. If we don't ever see those characters again, I don't know that it would bother me at all. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. And how how awesome is Maya? Maya's really cool. Like, uh, so you you read Bendis's Daredevil run, right? Yes. Now it and has been since then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I could I I knew it was David Mack, but I couldn't remember if Bendis wrote it or not. So or the, and it, then it was just Mack. And my memory, if I'm not, and I could be mistaken, that would make sense. But um, my memory is that some of this stuff is also later on when Bendis is on like Avengers or something. Yeah. Like doesn't so it like crosses over as well. And so I've read all of that, but it is sort of a haze of who did what, when, and which books. But I have read it all. It's just been yeah. a long time. She, the character in, in the comics is currently, weirdly enough, the Phoenix. What? Yeah. I knew that okay. was going to blow your mind. Uh, I, I'm just reading her. There's a, it's called Phoenix Song Echo, and it's about her becoming the Phoenix. It, it's very weird for this character. Um, but she's really different in the in this show i really like this version of the character yeah not, no, I not that you. i hated the comic book but anyway sorry no no no. my and my understanding is that um that she is um, she does use sign language and, and like it's like it's like they i like that they there's a reality to that to her that she brings into the role that she also has with the physicality which i cannot I'm so curious. I need to like Google this stuff. I used to read all this stuff and I don't do it as much anymore, but I, I'm curious about the casting process and how difficult that could have been. Or if they just knew, Oh, we know of this person. Let's go there. Um, because she's fantastic. Like it's just great. And she just brings so much to it. And, um, I believe who she is in the fights with Kate and Clint and like, and I'm, I immediately in one episode go, Oh, I can't wait for an Echo show. Like, let me see what else they can do with her because this is not her show. She'll be a part of it, but like, let's see where she goes. I would go on that journey with her. I totally get why they're like, we're making an Echo show and we're telling you before Hawkeye even comes out. Like, that's I'm impressed and I she's great. Yeah. Um. The, the um. I don't know the PC terms, but uh, it, do you know is she a deaf actress? That's my understanding. Just yeah. knows. Okay. Um, so to be a deaf actress and also I'm assuming that's not CGI. She is, uh, uh, she does have a uh, prosthetic. That's my understanding as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and the character in the books does not have a prosthetic. She's just deaf. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, like I th just thought that whole aspect is pretty interesting. Um, I wonder if they're well, probably not in this show. So I think in the books is that she lost her parents in a car accident. Um, so and then she went to like stay with because uh, she's Native American. Mm -hmm. And she went to stay with with family or something. So I wonder if they're going to get into that in her show, because I'm assuming that's how they're going to like. That's why she has a prosthetic. I don't remember if that's why she's deaf or not. So in the book, she still she speaks, though. So I, I don't know. It's very strange. 
or maybe the Phoenix Force gave her her hearing back. I don't remember. So it so, looks like. So I'm just confirming because I didn't want to be that legalese guy who's like, I believe so the whole time. She's she's definitely she is deaf. Um, and I'm I'm checking now, um, for the prosthetic. Uh, but I'm positive that's true. Um, yep, and she does, and she is she's an amputee in real life. Um, I mean, not that any of that matters, but like, but no, well, I think <laughs> it's, it's so much fun to see her. <laughs> to see you know, the scenes where people are like, "Yeah, I got this," and she just like beats the shit out of him. <laughs> but I think it does matter because. A, that's exactly what happened. So there are kids out there who can watch this and be like, oh, that's cool. And I relate to that in a way that um, if they knew it was just a person with a green sock on that they CGI'd it out, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't mean the same. And so I think that's really cool because in the comics, you can sort of draw the heroes to be anything, um, but they don't <laughs> in some ways. And um, and so because uh, most of them are founded in a different time and that sort of thing. And that makes sense to me. Um, and then a lot of people are doing pushes um, to do new things. But like a new version of Batman, right, is still sort of got that asterisk of this is not Batman. This is someone right. else being Batman. And so there is something nice. That they're like, hey, here's a main character in the show on TV in real life who is deaf and also an amputee. And then we're going to give her and Native American and we're going to give her she is all these things in real life and we're going to give her her own show later. And I think I think it matters because of what that can do for one kid out there. Right. Who in like 30 years, we're going to be like old dudes being like have you seen the new crazy action movie with blah 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 and they're they're in the interview with that person they're gonna go yeah i saw hawkeye like 30 years ago and i fell in love and was like i could do this and i believed in myself and here i am and like you know what i mean like that's gonna and that's and it's good for those people in the future and i think that's that's really cool and so i think it does matter so i'm gonna give it a big matters <laughs> i was trying to be very uh i don't know um, I'm talking to logan What's up? Hi, Katie. Yeah. You want me to mute it? No. Okay. Hey, Logan. He says hi. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's the first time Katie's ever been on the podcast. <laughs> first time she's been on one in a very long time. Yep. <laughs> she was like, oh, gotta go. Um, but no, I, like you, you say, going back to you saying this is your favorite Marvel show, um, as great as uh, WandaVision was and as great as Loki was, <clears throat> they really are just setups. That's all those shows were. It was fun, but it's just setups. There's no real payoff. This, I'm not saying it doesn't set something up. But, I mean, it's setting up Echo, but I don't feel like this show is setting up, like, where somebody's going next. You know, it might be setting up new characters, setting up Kate Bishop, um, all that stuff, but, it like, it feels very contained. Now, that could blow wide open um, at the end of the show, but I don't feel like it will, you know. I think that I will say the setup feeling, let's wait three weeks, because I, I I feel like they're always doing that serialized to be continued. I think we're going to be like, 
okay, Echo's going to do this show. This is going to be a double to continue to be continued in my mind, where it's like, okay, Kate Bishop's going to be doing this thing. Echo is going to be doing this thing. And my question really will be, and I think Kate Bishop will be Hawkeye. So like Hawkeye, like we would, the, the title of the show, just like uh, the end of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier changed to Captain America and the Winter Soldier, right? Um, right. I think it's going to feel like Hawkeye really referred to Kate Bishop as the title of the show. Um, and so I, I think we're going to still feel that to be continued. Um, I think, but I, I'm with you with what you're saying. And, and if it turns out not to feel that way, that's great. Um, but the big difference to me is that it seems what it's doing, what this show is doing is playing in the, the moods and jokes and action of stuff I grew up loving, but not pandering to my, um, what my nostalgia, you know what I mean? Like it feels like something it's so not that cause it's so different and upgraded and it's a, you know, young female lead and stuff, but it, it feels like something from the, if this had been made in the eighties, like people who are now like not very good, like Mel Gibson and stuff would have been Clint Barton. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like this strand of movies from the eighties and the nineties that, uh, it has the, the young person and the sage, you know, wise guy and action and there's big stakes but it's also very simple because you just got to get home for christmas and it's it feels like those kind of movies but not an homage to them and not uh pandering to people who like those things but it's this tone that i enjoy without all of the stuff that's like doesn't work now like 30 years later and you're like oh that was a little dicey and mel Gibson turned out to be a monster and like and, and like you know jeremy renner drama aside he's you know, he's no Mel Gibson. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and it's like, it's, and I think that's why I'm liking it because, because you know why? Cause I loved Loki the most of the, of the shows we'd had so far because it reminded me of Dr. Who, but I started watching Dr. Who in 2008. Um, I loved these kind of things in, you know, 92, you know what I mean? And yeah, it does. It definitely has that, that feel like the, it's the, cause, because those movies were the people who grew up watching like Howard Hawks westerns making movies and so this is people that grew up watching it's Howard Hawks two or three times removed you know it's got humor it's got the action it's got you know strong strong characters with clearly defined uh morality whether they ever express it or not you know by the way they're acting like who they are you know yeah yeah and and nobody like kate you know broke the the bell tower and she's kicked out of school and she's she i mean she's maybe rich and well trained but she's not like perfect and she gets all banged up she's got like band-aids on her face for the you know two of the first three episodes and um and clint we know all of his issues um but uh but it's like he's he just he's kind of a sad sack because he just wants to go home and make gingerbread houses and watch movies with these kids and he's really tired 
<laughs> and like, I'm going to be honest, like I, I work from home, but there are, there are times when I'm like, I just want to walk through this door into my living space. And, um, my son likes to bake uh, cookies and stuff. And like, and we have this gingerbread box of, uh, not a cake, like a house, but just like gingerbread cake basically. And he really wants to make this. And I just want to like log off and walk into the other room and do that. And I'm just tired and I can relate to that. <laughs> and so like, it's a really human thing, but it's not like. I mean, even Loki, it's like, let's fix the time stream and WandaVision, like, let's correct reality and mm-hmm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Even them, you know, B- Bucky has got to um, right, right so many wrongs through one admission of guilt to his neighbor. And and Falcon has to assume the role as a, as a black American of Captain America and, and feel in some way like that's earned. Um beyond Captain America just giving him the shield. And like those are huge weighty things that are interesting for me to watch, but I don't relate to. <laughs> and and something about these folks, like I relate to them. Even Echo, um sort of her her thing is I don't think she really wants to be bad. I know she's in charge of these guys, but like she it's a response to the thing that happened to her. And so she's not so removed that I'm like, oh I can't get where she's coming from. It's really nice to be kind of That's, grounded. Yeah. I, and so I, I wanted to ask you that too. With these TV shows, like, so Marvel across the board, since day one, since Iron Man, outside of Loki, Marvel has a villain problem. They have mm-hmm. had a villain problem. Like, that all the villains are fine, but they've not been able to. Uh, carry any of that forward uh, they either kill them off or they're just so kind of one note that it's like yeah we don't really need to do that again um and it feels like with these shows they are like fixing part of that problem by making the villains way more relatable and giving them actual stories like they did with Loki, which is why Loki was able to continue, you know, even when he's being bad, you're kind of rooting for him and you know, when he's being good, well, he's probably just going to do the bad thing anyway, you know, but he has that story, you know, where he's coming from. Um, You know, people say Wanda isn't the villain of WandaVision, um, but she still is one of the villains of WandaVision. So, oh yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, Catherine Hahn was—you don't get a ton of her backstory, but she was just so good. You just kind of roll with it. And I mean, Loki, and I think they dropped the ball with Falcon and Winter Soldier, but it's kind of forgivable because I—I'm guessing you know because you listen to Joanna Robinson stuff, but you know they. They had to like redo like what fifty percent of that show because yeah, of the time. pandemic. That's my understanding. Yep. So like whole plot lines dropped. Uh, well, character. it was like this combo combo of what they always do, which is like we need to make this a little better, but then they had to make it better within the pandemic. So it was like a double whammy of needing yeah. to fix things. I well, cannot imagine the, the challenge. Part of the original plot wasn't was them distributing a virus which they then mm-hmm. had to just write out so yeah um so like 
I I think that that whole group, but the I can't remember the character's name, but that villain was really uh, something, of course. And then you know she doesn't continue. So, but We're talking this, about Aaron Kellyman from Solo, the the lady yeah, from Solo, she's yeah. so good. Yeah, I mean she she barely speaks in Solo, and she's fantastic. Um. But this now with Echo, like she she has a very Loki vibe to her, like bad, but not out of but kind of just out of circumstances, not out of like, I want to, you know, destroy the world. So I I, yeah, I, no. I love this show. Every time I watch it, I'm just like, I, I, it's like I'm watching Rio Bravo, man. I'm like, I just love this. <laughs> it's so fun. It, this is the first one that I can feel myself having the potential to rewatch more than once or, or more than to refresh my memory, if that makes sense. Like, cause I know I'll watch before Loki season two, I'll have to watch the first one again, just cause there's so much right. Um, as a refresher for me. Um, but this one I will, I can see sort of like Thor Ragnarok where I can just sort of throw it on. Um, and, and this will be like that for me. Like this will be the one I'd be like, I'm on Disney plus Ezra's, done watching bluey and has gone to go off with his friends or whatever or gone downstairs i'm like oh, i'm on disney plus instead of leaving it i will just put on hawkeye why not it's fun and i think katie will like it like i won't i can't get her she's not interested in watching any of it on a weekly basis she thinks it's too much work uh which is fine um but this is the kind of show that when i do throw it on i know that she'll be like oh this is interesting oh look at the dog oh she's cool i like her from true grit because we saw true grit in the theater together so she kind of Whenever Haley Seinfeld pops up in something, she recognizes her. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And so I can see, like, this being more commonly watched in the house um, than the others. She is so good. She's just so freaking She's great. good. She's great. You said I mean, some things that were a what? little, like, I don't know. I was expecting, I don't know what I was expecting, but I did not expect her to be the kind of good. When you said she was good, I knew she was probably good in the role, but maybe she was like, she's real good or something. And like, but I'm watching, I'm like, she's freaking great. Like she's just generally, objectively, subjectively, everything great. She's just great. When they're in the car chase. (laughs) Oh my God. She's leaning out the window and she's like, you know, this would be better if I was turned the other way. And he can't understand anything she's saying. Uh, just, and then he repeats it and he goes, she said, look at us. We're communicating. Like, oh, my That's God. So good. <laughs> so good. Um, she's just nailing it, man. And the the it sounds so stupid, but I, I watched like eight years of Arrow and it was mostly just OK. But. The, and I know it's a TV show, but this is a TV show with Marvel money. But the archery stuff in Arrow was just like, yeah, that's all right. The archery stuff in these three episodes has been phenomenal. This episode, the third one specifically, was just so much fun watching them, you know, play with that that style, you know. <laughs> Echo favorite, tells him had to you rely too much on technology. <laughs> well, you know, my primary weapon is two sticks and a string. 
<laughs> so good. I, I love the pen arrow, the pen arrow as well. But that's the only problem I've had with the show so far is because my mind has not stopped thinking. Like, how does how does he not get in a ton of trouble from that? How did they not break that bridge? What is the deal? Who cleans that up? I have really been focused on this arrow in the middle of the bridge, and I'm like, I need I need resolution to this arrow. I feel bad for the civil servants who had to clean up after this arrow that is a personal issue, not a world-saving or city-saving issue. That so does, does that mean that you would be down for a damage control series? As long as it's a comedy. It has to be a workplace comedy. It has to be. And like, just, just, just do it. Let it be a workplace comedy. I, I just don't want that serious. I don't want it to be. I just want them. Yeah, absolutely. I would be. I just really want it to be a comedy. Anything else, I go in with trepidation. But if they tell me comedy, I'm all in. Yeah, I, I've been but wanting that been... since like the phase two. I've been like, we need a damage control weekly series of just people bitching about what they have to clean up after these superhero fights. Well, it's been talked about and, you know, there's there were elements of that with uh, the Spider-Man movie with Michael yeah. Keaton and stuff. And so I think that, you know, it could it could happen. But gosh, I hope it's a comedy and not like serious or even action thing just make it make it funny make make it about care look i want it like a jim and pam of damage control and that's what i want to care about that's what i want to emotionally yep. invest in while i'm trying to figure out or watch them figure out what to do with a gigantic arrow in the middle of a bridge yeah and and with that that uh tech that the star wars shows are using i, I feel like definitely doable you know for most of the show could just be in the office and then you have like that one opening scene of them like looking at the destruction and being like okay well let's figure this out did you ever watch <clears throat> flight of the concords no okay so we just rewatched the maybe or not rewatched we i just watched it for the first time i think earlier this year it may have been late last year um but within the last year katie loved it she watched it a bunch when she was when it first came out um but i watched it for the first time and i loved it but the concept is these two guys are from new zealand they live in new york and they're trying to like get their band off the ground and they have a terrible manager who's like the local tourism liaison for new zealand it's so funny the whole thing's very funny but the whole show mostly takes place at like the eight the manager's office at this like terrible desk job of tourism or in their apartment but it's like the big action happens once an episode every couple episodes when they have a gig <laughs> and and the gigs are always tiny but that's kind of what i pictured this show being like the office or the apartment these two like one or two little bland sets where they can be funny and then then they go to the gig which is the cleanup every now and then and then the comedy that's happening elsewhere spills over into the cleanup and that would be great. i'm in for that yeah and they should just hire jermaine clement yeah. and the rest of them and just do it that way <laughs> i mean Taika, yeah. listen to us yeah uh, you know he could he could uh executive produce it it's yeah i mean the the show writes itself <laughs> Like you don't even need to. All you need is the comedy. You don't even need to come up with the situations because you literally have a whole like cinemas like twenty no, twelve years, however long it's been worth of situations, you know, to get yourself into. And it it, it could be a national, you know, like the like the FBI or something, um, where they just go from place to place, you know, show up in what was it West Westville. Or whatever in WandaVision. Yeah. Like, well, we got to figure out what to do to clean up this town. You know, just whatever. <laughs> you 
Yeah. <laughs> Give me that. Uh, or, hell, you could even make make that Randall Parks thing. Oh my goodness! Yes, yes. Give so him he's all. He's heading up the new division, Damage Control. So, I love that dude, man. He's so great, and I think he could be just put a, put upon enough with that promotion, but also proud of his work with that promotion. Yep. <laughs> to make that a great conflict, it'd be like Michael Scott who wanted to be the best paper company, but really didn't like paper. That would just be that would be <laughs> fantastic. Oh, um. So you were talking about Spider Man, that Spider yes across the Spider Verse, part one. Part one. <laughs> part one. That's another thing I had to Google and find because you sent me a title. I'm like, what is happening, Logan? You're <laughs> usually on top of these things. I do I like I comment because or I text you because I'm like, Spencer has already seen this. I'm gonna come I'm gonna just text him and let him know that I now have watched it. So when we text at night, you can assume I'm not on like I don't know what's going on at night. Okay. And so it's usually I catch it in the morning download of like what's happened overnight or during the day because like the Matrix thing was easy because I'm on their like notification thing. So they text me personally <laughs> or they tweet me personally Are you to tell telling me. me you're in the Matrix. I I am. Plug me that right tra- in. That trailer gives away way too much. I, I'm... Or or does it? Or it, does it? Maybe. Yeah. Most I was of, like most of all, this... all they did is just confirm a bunch of stuff that people have been saying for a month. And yeah, that's true. That that's how I'm looking at it. I don't care. I can't wait beaming into my eyeballs all weekend long that weekend next next weekend no not next weekend weekend after next i can't wait oh that reminds me speaking of spider-man i'm going to be in town that weekend which weekend matrix weekend no spider-man weekend oh Is i'm not the going same weekend? weekend okay no it's one week apart okay because no. spider-man's next weekend yeah right. so no not this weekend but the next weekend Yes. Yes. I'm probably, I don't know what I'm doing with Spider-Man. I'm still very much up in the air. I don't okay. Oh, now I have to think about it. This is how I resolve my problems, Logan. I just don't think about them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're going to get spoiled. So. I know, you, but that's, you don't I'm, have I'm to not worried about that. Being spoiled or risk going to see the movie. So. And getting a disease and dying. I feel like there are definitely times of the day you could. That's see, that was my thing is like, I'm thinking I was thinking like Tuesday after it comes out. That was my thing is I was thinking about going like not to that's a stimulus or whatever they call it Tuesday, um, but like Monday or Wednesday after it comes out. That's what I was thinking about doing. I'm just going to risk death. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So that thing I texted you about has happened, and I need to step away for a second. Um, If uh, if I if you get to a point where you got to walk away, just walk away because I have no idea. This could be five minutes or it could be twenty five minutes. I'll just Uh, stop recording. Just call me back when you're done. Okay, sounds good. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Bye bye. (laughs) Where were we talking? Spider Man. Into the Spider Verse. Across the Spider Verse. Uh, It's gonna be hard to get used to, man. I think it's going to be easy because of the Beatles thing. Like, I think that's what will make it so it's easy to remember. How great would it be if they use remix Beatles music in this? Did you ever hear the Grey album? 
Oh yeah, a lot. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh my god, man, that would be incredible. I, I mean, for that. <laughs> you think what? They don't have the money for that. <laughs> well, I, I honestly think the last one didn't make enough money for that. Yeah. It's a weird uh, thing to look at the the box office and like it's a hit, but it was not the movie. It felt so much more monumental than financially it was. It got the uh, Oscar. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was that kind of hit, though, where it's like it was like a word of mouth after the fact, like as people caught up to it, like, oh, my God, that was incredible. So, yeah, it kind of sucks, yeah. but it's made it know. so my life is either I can go to the in stock trades website you sent me and that which I went through all uh, 102 pages of hardcover trades they had and added to my wish list. Um, so I can either uh, do, you know, get stuff off of that or uh, order the hot toys of the Spider-Verse figures and I can't decide which to do and that's your fault and I hate you. I mean, I, I'm all for the reading materials, so. Yeah, yeah. I actually do think for our eventual podcast i think there's some brian k vaughn stuff i don't have that i'm gonna pick up like yeah. i have like one or two issues of but not the whole story um and so we just need to do a, an intro <laughs> like we really do we've got to set that time aside like 15 minutes at some point this week just to record an intro so i can set the feed up <laughs> yeah let me look and see something on my um schedule for this week Let's see. I'm such an adult with my schedule Ugh, just so much stuff. Um, but you just want to do it tomorrow? Sure. Okay, just do it tomorrow. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, but yeah, what do you think about that trailer? I mean, yeah, it's awesome. It's freaking fantastic. I love how they're aged up. Um, I've just, just I texted you and I texted some about this, and um, and I'm and then also side note, sorry that like I will just randomly clock out of our text basically because i either hit you a have level two of... kids and a wife and a full-time job all of which are at your house so <laughs> okay. i don't uh, yeah as, I, as long I'm... as you're good i'm good i just want to make sure it's like it's not intentional <laughs> I, get the, I get so tired and i just like it just falls to the side everything falls to the side i think and... six seven years ago me would be mm -hmm. like whatever man like <laughs> he never texts me back uh, 42 year old current day me is just like, yeah, it's probably never going to text me back because literally every other thing in his life is just like me, 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 me. Well, I love our conversations and you and me have one kind of conversation. And lately, uh, me and our old pal Scott have been texting a little more. Um, and we have a different kind of conversation, but it has been nice to kind of connect. But both of y'all, I think, are very forgiving about my sudden, uh, what appears to be a kidnapping <laughs> <laughs> or car accident. Um, the only time I ever got worried was when we were texting and then our my text started going to green. And yeah, then I was like, Katie. yeah, I was like, okay, I, I don't want to like, and it has nothing to do with like, well, maybe Spencer blocked me or like, it's not any high school yeah. nonsense. It's Spencer was climbing on a ladder to do something and fell off and his phone is now broken and Katie has no idea what's going on. So he's laying the funny dying part of this is, the side of his house. 
The funny part is I would totally text you while climbing on the ladder because I try to find time to talk to my people. <laughs> yes. So, like, my anxiety-riddled brain was like, okay, so it's going to green. Um, he didn't respond, so it, it may be not a bad signal thing. I don't know. I'm going to text Katie and just be like, hey, so just not for nothing, I was texting Spencer. Text messages started going to green. I'm a little worried. Everything okay. And then Katie's text messages went to green. And I was like, oh my God, the house so is you're, down. <laughs> you're, you texted me earlier and said you're about to like make lunch and then you'd be ready, which was funny because it was like two hours earlier than we were supposed to talk. And I was like, is this phone screwing up again? Did this, is this from like last week? And, and then I texted you back and it only would go through as green. And so I've determined it's your phone. Not mine. Oh, yeah, I'm. I'm assuming it's my. It's T-Mobile. So. They oh suck. yeah, that is so, worse, especially in Columbus. When it started happening to other people, I was just like, oh, it's T-Mobile. Or Casey says it's the fact that I have a, a phone that's 50 years old, even though it's only like four years old. But is it an know. iPhone though? Yeah. You tell her be quiet. Yeah, that's what I'm like. She's like, you still have the home button on your phone. And I'm like, uh-huh. And I don't have a cracked screen. Like, hmm, <laughs> I take care of my shit. I miss my so. home button, but I only don't have a home button because my home button went cracked. Yeah. <laughs> so I have I had the reverse experience. So, uh, yeah, that that was the, that's literally the only time in the last like year or so year and a half almost two years maybe um mm -hmm. but throughout the pandemic where i've just been like spencer might be dead <laughs> and then i was like katie might be dead oh my god i'm having a nervous breakdown and then katie texted me back and i was like okay <laughs> well her and the babies are okay so <laughs> um yeah, that's pretty funny. She said something about it to me that we were both very lovingly like, oh, it's so nice that someone cares. <laughs> it's just funny how it escalates from like, huh, that's weird, to like 10 minutes later, I'm like, Spencer's dead. <laughs> Something's happened. Yeah, I've been, so we got a, let's, let's get back to Spider-Man, because I have to go pick up Ezra in a little bit. Um, right. So, um Spider-Man 2099, this is what I was trying to say, as we text about this the other day. All of that was because I wanted to say, we text about this already. <laughs> but Spider-Man 2099, to me, is one of the coolest Spider-Man costumes out there ever. And when it shows up in the, the teaser at the end of Spider-Verse, I'm like, oh, man. And also in that moment, I'm like, I assume we'll get more of this, but it could be like one of those TV shows that I'll never watch. Like there's like a guardians, of the galaxy TV show that kind of spun off of the shows a little bit, like the spiritual sequels in cartoon form. And I just, I don't ever watch them. So I'm like, Oh, this is so cool. And we'll never see much. I, I really just, I was nervous that it wouldn't be, it wouldn't deliver. And then he literally crashes through. He's going through like, and it's just, it's all happening and it feels real. And I'm so excited. And I've decided I don't really care about all the Spider-Men getting together in a couple weeks in live action because these outfits are so much cooler animated. And I just I want all the outfits animated. I want Scarlet Spider, not in a real movie, but in these movies. Like, let me rephrase, not in a live action movie because they're all real movies, but in an animated film that is allowed to go a little crazy. Imagine the way the denim could move. <laughs> oh, my God, man. 
how is it that like I, I don't know Spider-Man is literally for me I think the only character who every time they do some alternate universe variation whatever on his costume I'm, my re- my first reaction is never like that looks so dumb my first reaction every time is like that's fucking awesome but when they yeah. do it to like Batman or Superman or literally almost any other character i'm like that looks ridiculous man (laughs) but you know why i think it is truthfully i I do have a theory that i've never had before right in this moment it's a skin tight leotard right and so there is no there's no horns to change like like there's no cape that can flow away or another it is basically like the naked character in like a sims game or something that you have to build upon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like 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 the original Spider-Man is the template that you can paint upon and not break the spirit of the intention. And and Batman like has like a version. Everyone has their version, right? But Spider-Man like is always the template and everything else just is on top of that. And so you still get whatever that spirit is or feeling or even sense of and you just add to it. It's just flair, and everything else is like a reimagining. But you're putting on a denim vest on Spider-Man, and you got Scarlet Spider-Man. Boom! It's just flair. Yeah, we'll take almost all of the blue out of his suit. It'll be mostly red. Give him a denim vest, and bam, Scarlet Spider. And I'm like, fuck yes. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Is he's that is the one true? There was a a brief moment where I could see the light at the end of what I call the poor tunnel. <laughs> And and in that moment where I could see the light, but I was not out of the tunnel, um, uh, they sold the Scarlet Spider hot toy on on Sideshow, and I wanted it so bad, and I couldn't even afford the payment plan, and I never got it. And so now I want them to do the Spider-Verse version and let me get that because that would be <laughs> so cool. And the Spider-Man 2099 they did do is based on the video game, which is fine, but it actually – it's such a skin – those outfits are such a skin that they don't have – the personality of an artist in, in those costume uh, hot yeah. toys they make. And so I now I'm like, oh, my God, Spider-Verse 2099 hot toy two years from now, I'm spending the money. I mean, and it, it really is something that shouldn't probably shouldn't work. But just like so the, the original Spider-Verse story, like we saw all those different versions of Spider-Man and like. Like, oh, we're going to make punk rock Spider-Man. Like, that sounds dumb. We're going to give him, like, you know, like this little spike. And like, no, that sounds dumb. Well, here's what it looks like. Oh, my God, that's amazing. (laughs) We're going to make Spider-Man a giant robot. No, don't do that. Here's what it looks like. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. And I I think that the hardest thing for me about Spider-Man these days is just access to not access. That's the wrong word. um, Entry points into the book, because I have not read Spider-Man in so long. And I don't even know what I want to read because I love I I read this Trzinski run, which had its ending that maybe was corporately necessary or like soap opery necessary to end that. I think I find like a function in that, that I I'm not mad about anymore in the one more day stuff. Um, but the rest of that up until then was so good. Um, and I loved ultimate Spider-Man. Um, but I'm like, I, I was looking through like the, that website with all the trades that you sent me with all the discounts 
And I'm like, I don't even know what I would get because I have no idea what I would want to read. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get the Spider-Gwen, you know, Omnibus because she's cool. But I don't know what to do with Peter Parker anymore. And that's the only problem I have these days with Spider-Man is like outside of the movies. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I because I would love to read some comics, but I'm like, I don't even know where to go. I don't even know what people yeah. say is good. It's uh, it's except tough. for the one where Doctor Octopus is Spider Man, but I'm like, I, that sounds yeah, cool. Superior Spider Man, and yeah, that's can, a decade old almost at this point. So right. and so and even then, it's like I still don't get Peter Parker and the Miles stuff, notwithstanding, because I think that I've read a little bit of that and actually have a uh, an intention to read more of that. But I really like Peter Parker and would like to read more. But I'm like the only storyline I know of that sounds good. It's not him. <laughs> So I don't know. Uh, some of that post uh, re- return of Parker at like post superior stuff. I started reading uh, that, you know, they rebooted amazing and it, it started off really, really solid, but yeah. like I lost interest pretty quick. Um, I'm way more interested in the kind of the outlying characters um so superior spider-man everybody raved about but there was a companion book called the superior foes of spider-man that was fucking incredible (laughs) if you can find that i have every issue it was it was a lot like uh um kind of like suicide squad ish like very like didn't take itself super seriously and there were all these like twists and turns and it, it was written by Nick Spencer who I don't know if he's still the current Spider-Man writer but he was Great name. Yeah. Great name. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah it, it was it was really good. I I wouldn't know where to even tell you i i just i couldn't i couldn't keep up with all the the spidey stuff and i did read into the spider verse though or not into the just spider verse whatever it was Um, see i think that's the one i think i just should just do because it's got because i like the movie and i like all the different uh, iterations and i love spider-man noir and i've read a couple of the the like the other kind of I don't know, mini series and stuff, but not the main thing that started all of this. Um, I think maybe I should just go down that road. That might be my smartest bet. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a fun, fun read. I didn't read the follow up, though, because uh, mm-hmm. they did a sequel series. I just I didn't I didn't decide to return. So um, I, I've heard. So let me let me ask you this. Oh, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. I was going to say I've heard really, really good stuff about the Venom books, but. You just have to be a fan of Venom. So. I just don't care enough at all. Yeah. I don't care enough. I like the art usually. I think it's interesting. I like the liquid kind of symbiote kind of art stuff. But otherwise, I just can never care for whatever reason. Um, so let me ask you this. Because I actually just found out I have to go pick up Ezra from school. Because um, Katie got caught on a work thing, which is totally fine. Um, so I have to end us again. And I'm going to say for the day. <laughs> um for simplicity, but I wanted to see if I asked you to watch a movie that is on Netflix before next week, I will also watch it before next week and we can talk about it. Sure. Would you watch the power of the dog? Oh yeah. That's the, um, uh, it's Jane Benedict, Campion, Cum- Benedict Cumberbatch. They're saying it's like best movie of the year. Yes. Um, and, and, um, 
it's it's just it looks great. It looks cool. I feel like you and I will enjoy talking about it. We can you know it's got the kind of comic booky Benedict and Kristen Dunn stuff connecting. But let's let's just watch it and talk oh, about it. Kristen Dunst is in it. Yeah, yeah, Kristen Dunst and her real life husband Jesse Plemons, who's awesome in so many things, is also in it, and it's just it looks great. And I feel like if I have like I have to talk about it next week with Logan, then I'll definitely watch it, and then I can make you watch a movie and we can talk about it. Yeah, I'm always looking for something to watch in the middle of the night while I'm working. So let's let's do it. Let's do yeah. that. We'll talk about that in Hawkeye for sure next week, and tomorrow we'll record our intro to Brian K. Pod. The future greatest comic book podcast of all time. <laughs> the ultimate goal just to get him on the podcast. Exactly. And then we'll just that's end it. it. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, that sounds good. Just uh, let me know what time tomorrow. I'm not usually up before like one thirty or 2, but I can set an alarm and get up for whatever time works. Yeah, the um, it's I think that tomorrow should be a pretty simple day, and that um, Carol uh, will be going to get Ezra from school, so I should be free, um, and and so um, should not be any issue to just text me when you get up and want to record. I should be available. Cool, sounds good. Awesome, man. Sorry for the chaos for me today, but thank you for bearing with. Oh, it's fine. It's life. So it's a highlight of a week for me, though. So I'm enjoying Hopefully it doing this. Marie and Jacob don't mind. So. They got two podcasts got for for one week last week because I forgot to post the week before. So. And Marie, just lovely Marie, just listens. She just listens to us for whatever reason. We're so yeah. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's so great. <laughs> two subscribers. Jacob, who trolls me personally with like things. And Is he still Marie, listening? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, Jake. Oh, that's awesome. They're like, I just don't yeah. know why I, I like that. I know nobody else is, and it's just great. He messages me. He's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> So <laughs> I have one coworker that I think might be listening. And so I'm very careful what I say. Um, but I'm going to say this word. And if you're listening one day, just message me pomegranate and I'll know, I'll know you're listening, but I think I have a coworker who's listening who would never huh. tell me that he was. So That's we'll see. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. we'll, we'll be back next week. <laughs> awesome. Next week. And I'll talk to you tomorrow, man. All right. <laughs> Bye.